A country that goes through war leaves behind a trail of destruction, naturally and supernaturally. Lives lost during battle can sometimes leave behind the most active, unrested spirits. So a war against your own people on your own land is sure to leave some unsettled spirits. Kentucky made itself an integral part of the Confederacy in the American Civil War, and although on the controversial side of history, even the Confederates wanted safe haven, or at least a quiet place to leave their dead. They found one of those safe havens, but it seems they never really left the grounds of the Octagon Hall Museum. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. Are you good? Yeah. I just had iced coffee, so I'm like... I had iced coffee and cottage cheese, so... (laughs) What a treat. So the mouth noises will be abundant. I know. God, I'm already, like, very aware of my mouth sounds. It's okay, though. We're awful record like i know i need to drink water and stuff before recording do i or just in general in general yeah uh oh i don't want to talk about it (laughs) well anyway hello happy thursday happy first first day day of of fall fall. holy cow and at least where we are by the time you're hearing this and we pray by the time we're hearing this (laughs) that the weather will have done what it said it was going to do and it's going to drop like 20 degrees instantly. Yeah, the low right now will be the high, which is what I prayed for, if you remember a couple episodes back. Like we had, we had, you know, false hope for two seconds where it was in like the 70s and stuff. And then it ju- it's jumping right back into the 90s. And then out of nowhere, it's like the highest 70. So yeah, right on time. <laughs> it'll be the first day of fall. So as you're hearing this, I hope... All the leaves are brown. All the leaves. <laughs> that stupid TikTok sound. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, I didn't say it right at all, but it's like a weird song. I don't know. I'm I'm like hip, but not hip enough. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. But hello, happy first day of fall. Like, what a, what a mm-hmm. day. What a thing to celebrate. I know. This is what we all live for. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're like us. This is like prime time. Yes. Also, I've already decorated for Halloween. I haven't yet, which is surprising. John and I are behind. I know, well, okay, so I decorated the inside of my house. I have not done the outside yet. So I've done nothing. Well, you know what? You'll get there. I also have a child now. It makes things a little more difficult. <laughs> I guess. Excuses. I uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but we do. We need all the good vibes we can get for this episode because. I'm going to take us down a dangerous path. Oh, okay. and we're we have to try very hard to like keep it together. Are you talking to me in particular? Yes. Okay. I, as far as what we're discussing today, which oh, I think I think I know. I mean, I know part of the context. Obviously, we'll see. We'll see what you say because now I'm nervous. I know. <laughs> I'm in a good mood, I'm and so- I don't want to ruin that. So maybe I will just. We all know what I believe at this point, for the most part, for on the big things, on the silly, common human decency things. We know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good I'll try vibes not to- only. Good vibes only. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this week we are in Kentucky, Again. which 
we've been to more places than we thought in Kentucky. True. Uh, what, like th- at least three. Three. That we figured out. The first one would have been the, the seal, seal block. block. The second one was Bobby Mackey's. Mm-hmm. And the third was a little place called uh, Waverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was, oh my gosh. If you haven't listened to our Waverly Hills episode. It's a two-parter. It is a two-parter. I will say I would like to have a future visit. Because, yes. like, yeah. What we learned from Waverly Hills, we're not talking about it today, but I just want to say what we learned is if you can afford a private investigation without, like, other people, random people joining you, do that. Yes. Please. Because Waver- we were so excited for Waverly, and we feel we didn't get anywhere near the full potential of the investigation that we could have gotten. Yes. So, it wasn't a letdown, per se, Like, still go listen to the episode. I mean, there was enough to talk about it for two whole episodes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would like to go in the future with, no offense, nobody else there. We And we've said this before. For this one and um, Bobby Mackey's, we want a a do-over. Yes, yeah. What is it with Kentucky? Private investigations are the way to go. They are more expensive. Mm -hmm. But, like, if this is what you're going for, it is worth the money. Yes. The times that we have done private investigations, totally worth it. Which I actually, the place that we're covering today, I got super vibes from like another place that we've been. And maybe okay. it's because I saw it. Um. Yeah, I've only seen pictures. I didn't look up too much, of course, but I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's Just some- because it's a similar shape. I don't know. Oh, no, it's a house. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Well, we are in Franklin, Kentucky today. Yay. And we're covering the Octagon Hall Museum. Yes. So what did it make you? Because I thought you were going to say like the Rotary Jail or something. No, the vibes I got because like I'll get to it when I cover my portion is uh, Whisper Estates. Like very Whisper Again. Estates vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be two in a row? Just was that even, last week? Uh, I don't. Maybe we were in I Kansas, think so. so I yeah. Hm. Well, no, it's just because the the way this is set up, and like if you go on their website and look at the pictures that they provide, it feels very much like Whisper. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's learn a little something about. We'll start with Franklin, Kentucky, and then we will narrow it down to the actual museum. Yeah. So Franklin, Kentucky, and they are on worldpopulationreview.com. Thank the Lord. As pretty much every city is. Except that one, I told you I had to pull information from like Wikipedia. Yeah, that was a mess. That was dumb. Um, But on World Population Review, as of 2020, their population was 10,530 people and growing. Wow, that's like a first. Mm-hmm. At a rate point of 1.71% annually. Oh, that's pretty decent. That's a pretty good growth, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that looking at the past, it was like 20 or 30 years, there was only one year they had a decline and it was less than a percentage. Mm-hmm. It's been increasing for the last couple of decades. So I don't know what's going on in Franklin. I mean, Franklin sounds familiar to me like it's Mm -hmm. not very big but franklin 
definitely rings a bell. So I'm wondering if it's like on the outskirts of something like Louisville, like like a bigger city. I didn't you know what look I mean? at a map. I don't know where it is exactly. No, I'm not like good relatively. with any of this. All right, here's our racial breakdown. I know what you want. You're thinking. I'm very excited. No, I mean, actually, I feel like it's going to be, it's not going to be as white as I expect. Okay. Well, how does 77.12 sound? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And African-American, we've got 16.47. Okay. Two or more races is 4.79. Asian is 1.3. Native American is 0.19. Other is point one two, and there is no Native Hawaiian. Okay. I mean, that all sounds about right to me, I'll be honest. Mostly, I mean, we're right next to Kentucky, so maybe that's why, but... Yeah. The median age uh, for Franklin is 33.8 years old. Males is only 30.5. So that's pretty young. Mm-hmm. Females is 37.2. Okay, wow, goodness gracious. That is a lot older. I feel like the trend is that women tend to have higher, like almost always. I don't know if there's been a time where it hasn't been women on average are older than men. Yeah, Uh, we may have come across one, I think, but it's always, they're always older. Yeah. Them older ladies. The poverty rate is 14.87%, so pretty much right on average with the national Average, because it's about 14-some percent. Yeah. The median household income is 45983 Yikes. That's a little low. Uh, Well, I'll tell you, I didn't do it again. I didn't get the numbers, but I do remember women, female-presenting people are dragging that down significantly because men made well over (laughs) 50000 where women barely scraped 40. So that brings your average to 45. Of course. But <laughs> starting <laughs> strong, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Well, it's about to get really really dark in here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording with the lights off for what reason I don't I know. I don't know, but because it feels nice. because we have a tendency, you all don't know this, you don't see this. We no matter how hard we try, always tend to record in the nighttime. Like we're recording later in the day and like right now it is just a little past six, it mm-hmm. is still bright out. Yeah. It's um it's wild. Granted, it's I did want to start feeling. even earlier than this, but Here business. We are. <laughs> business. Right. Okay. <clears throat> this information I'm getting directly from FranklinKY.org. It's their city's website. Okay. This is what they have to say about themselves. Mm-hmm. The city of Franklin is a beautiful and very prosperous community located in the heart of Simpson County, Kentucky. Conveniently situated, oh, here we go, between Bowling Green, Kentucky and Nashville, Tennessee, Franklin has a unique blend of economic growth, a strong agricultural economy, small town charm, and family values that will not be compromised by future growth and development. What a weird way to say that. Yeah, that last part is has like a threatening aura yeah. about it. Well, <laughs> this whole- it feels, it just oozes with uh conservative vibes sorry oh hang on to your pants i mean it's kentucky i know hang on to your pants i'm wearing shorts but go on (laughs) whatever's on your bottoms hold on (laughs) to them approximate okay now this is what 
oh, this is for the county. That's why I remember questioning it first, but I have to read like five more words. Approximately 17,500 people live in Simpson County Mm -hmm. with approximately 8,500 who reside within the city limits of Franklin. So I don't know how far their net cast. It says within the city limits of Franklin's 8,500. The -hmm. population I got from 2020 was 10,500. Yeah, I mean... So, also, I don't know when this website was last updated. I was going to say, did COVID take a hit also? I don't know. Um, In our community, we are all family, working together, playing together, and maintaining a community that has been pegged one of the... One of the 50 best small southern towns, being the only Kentucky city along I-65 to earn a place on this exclusive list. Exclusive that I've never heard of. But that's okay. That's all right. a small southern towns. It's a list of best small southern towns, so probably not. I guess. We like to promote our home to visitors, potential residents, and potential businesses. We believe when you have a good thing going, you should share it. So welcome to the city of Franklin, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Besides that one line, I mean, I guess they're really trying to draw people in and it's working, I guess. Yeah, I I keep wanting to like snap some silly jokes in there, but I'll keep, I won't. How silly are they? <laughs> they're, they're political silly. <laughs> Not funny, haha, funny socialism. Oh, what? God. <laughs> now let's take you to where we're covering today. Which is the Octagon Hall Museum. Mm-hmm. Is this when I'm going to get mad? Because I'm confused. I'm not mad yet. I don't think. Yes. Okay. Here we go <laughs> okay. now. I'm setting the stage. So I got most of this information from atlasobscura.com, which we've ran to a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I've also thrown in some little tidbits that I think I got from Wikipedia, honestly, just to expand a little bit further on some of these things which is where i got dangerous and i was like i don't know if i should do this but i kind of wanted to i feel like some of it if i know what you're where you're gonna go down a little bit is still it's relevant though it's needed yes it's interesting and it is american history that you most likely weren't taught most likely not (laughs) so here's what it says about the the museum itself Octagon Hall was originally built to be the home of the Caldwell family. Andrew Jackson Caldwell, not the Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, yeah. Wanted a unique house for his family that stood out from all the others, so he had it constructed with eight sides. That's pretty unique. I can't say I've seen in a a house. Another octagon house, right? The home took nearly 10 years to build. I was going to say, they probably were like, we hate you. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, and there's also probably reasons why it took so long. It's because it was completed right at the onset of the Civil War. Ah. Uh, yes. I was going to say, all I was thinking, like, structurally trying to figure out how to make structurally sound eight sides, especially when there's, like, another story and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, when it was built... um, <laughs> At the start of it immediately, it was supposed to be a home for the Caldwell family, but it was immediately used during the Civil War by both Union and Confederate uh, parties. Yes. So it became the campsite for the Orphan Brigade. And so this is where I start to 
get a little bit deeper because I'm like, what's the orphan brigade? I know it doesn't sound fun. It, mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's well, the Kentucky orphan brigade is what this is. Okay, it sounds not good. So here's what that is. If you're curious, I am. The Orphan Brigade was the nickname of the 1st Kentucky Brigade, a group of military units recruited from Kentucky to fight for the Confederate States of America during the American Civil War, or for short, the Confederacy, which is what most people know it as. Mm -hmm. The brigade was the largest Confederate Union to be recruited from Kentucky during the war. Its original commander was John C. Breckinridge, a former United States vice president and a candidate for president who was enormously popular with Kentuckians. Well, I mean, I feel like more often than not, the candidate from the home state gets the home state's right. raw, raw. I don't know. Yeah. Well, th- except now, Mike Pence. Sorry. I, there it is. It starts. <laughs> I, I, I dug a little bit further. And actually, I read so much more. I didn't include a lot because honestly, I didn't know some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So even though we know what happened to the Confederacy and what it stood for, I hope you know what it stood for. If you don't, you're about to find out. <laughs> yeah. um, it's still something it's interesting to read about and see the roots of it, like where it actually came from. So I'm going to go ahead and read this and I'm treading lightly. <laughs> okay. I'll the- listen lightly. The Confederate States of America was established in February of 1861. So if it took about 10 years. The building began in 1850. This started, yeah, yeah. at the, the start of this Civil War. Um, anyway, it was established in February of 1861, but it was never recognized by any other government or nation. The Confederate mm-hmm. States, <laughs> The Confederate States of America, or CSA, commonly referred to as the Confederacy, mm-hmm. it was an unrecognized breakaway republic in North America that existed from February 8th, 1861 to May 9th, 1865. So just a, a little bit over four years is all the longer it lasted. Yeah, not not long at all. No. At all. The Confederacy, well, anyway, the Confederacy <laughs> compromise comprised U.S. states that declared secession and warred against the United States Union during the American Civil War. Eleven U.S. states nicknamed Dixie declared secession and formed the main part of the CSA. They were South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, Virginia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Now, Kentucky and Missouri had Declaration of Succession and full representation in the Confederate Congress during the Union Army occupation. They just weren't part of the original succession. They got because they were a little further north and they're like, "Mm, we don't know if we trust you guys. And then they proved their worth and they were added in later, which I'll be honest, I'm surprised I didn't realize Missouri was it to me just doesn't strike. It doesn't strike me like it would have been part of the Confederacy. Right. It's funny that it's like Kentucky had to prove their worth. And I'm like, y'all were like the forefront. Yeah, they definitely made themselves known. So um, going in a little bit further because I couldn't stop myself. Uh, Initially, it was 
created by the seven slave states of South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. Mm -hmm. They were the seven to start. All seven of the states were located in the deep south region of the United States, whose economy was heavily dependent on agriculture, particularly cotton. Agriculture that they did nothing they did not work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they relied on a plantation system and enslaved Africans for labor. So. Yeah. Convinced that white supremacy and la- slavery were threatened by the November 1860 election of Republican candidate Amer- uh, Abraham Lincoln on a platform which opposed the expansion of slavery into the Western territories. Abraham Lincoln was trying to stop it. The Deep South said, no, sir, that's how we make our money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess layman terms. terms. Um, the Confederacy declared its succession from the U.S. with the loyal states becoming known as the Union during the ensuing war. In the Cornerstone speech, which I had never heard of this, mm-hmm. here's where it rings a tiny bell. Well, but. it was given by the Confederate Vice President Alexander H. Stevens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this verbatim. Don't come at me. This is what it says. He described its ideology. This is where your Confederacy comes from when you fly that Confederate flag. This is what it stands for. This and is the. <laughs> this goes much deeper. They called themselves Dixiecrats. I didn't put this in here, which that derived from Dixie, the South, mm-hmm. and Democrats, which is what. They were at the time. Yes. In the 1800s. Yeah. Because the parties switched their ideologies at some point. Like the names. Anyway. There used to be Democratic Republicans. Yes. Like it's, there's a whole, anyway. So the Confederacy, these people can call themselves Dixiecrats. It was this offshoot that also got shut down pretty quickly. I was going to say, it doesn't even have a nice ring to it. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, and the Dixiecrats show up later, but this is essentially where it comes from. And they fly that red flag with the blue X on it and the white stars. Mm -hmm. Your Confederate flag that we see today that people love to fly. This is what it's founded on. Alexander H. Stephen described its ideology as centrally based, quote, upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery, subordination to the superior race, is his natural and normal condition. It, like, makes my stomach hurt. I that read that verbatim. Don't fly come at me. this flag, that they get it tattooed on their body, mm-hmm. that it lasted a stone's throw longer than any normal presidency and it's like what they've based their entire lives on. It's what their entire personality is. And is truth that- be told, I don't know if they know the true roots of it. I mean, they have to know the general idea. My God. I mean, I'm sorry. If you are flying a Confederate flag on any part of your property, body, anything like that, if you have it tattooed on you, if you're wearing a shirt with it, I will automatically assume you are a racist and you will not change my mind. And if you don't realize that that's what it stands for, then you're an idiot. Right. You're either a racist and idiot and or both. I just spelled it out for you. That's where it came from. That's where it started. That's why the flag was created. So I told you it was going to get dark. good, pure and, you know, godly ideals. (laughs) Idiots. It was going to get dark and deep and I... It is getting darker outside now. It is. I'm sorry. (laughs) I should have turned the light on. It's okay. We'll we'll just brood plow in the dark. through this, yeah. I guess. Don't 
plow through it. Oh, really? I'm so, I'm so, I didn't have to say that. I'm Did everybody else sorry. feel that? <laughs> Jesus. You know. Anyway, I read so much more on that. I obviously didn't have to include that. I didn't have to say that, but I felt like it needed compelled. said. Compelled. Just to remind everyone, if you if you for whatever reason don't see why it's so what's what's the big deal about flying a Confederate flag, there you go. Now you know. And you know what? <laughs> I think these are the same people that are like, ooh, Nazis. I'm like, you're an American Nazi. Yes, that is exactly what you are. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> that wraps up that. I'm going to shut that down now. That's okay. what I have to say on that. <laughs> Back okay. to the Octagon Museum and what it's why did why did I need to say all of that? Because it was used during the war. It's con. Um, here we go. The. I have to like back up to where I was. You before. gotta take a breath. You're like, oh God. <laughs> Sorry, blacked out there for a second. We're talking about the Confederate States of America, the Confederacy. Okay. And that it did house both Union and Confederate soldiers, but it was a campsite for these Confederates at one point. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Back to Atlas Obscura. Its constitution legalized and protected slavery, the, uh, the Confederacy did. Once the cannon fire and gunshots commenced, the oddly shaped home became a key sanctuary for Confederate troops. As many as 10,000 Confederate soldiers camped on the grounds before retreating into Tennessee. 10,000. I don't know how big those grounds are, but that is a lot of people. Also, uh, I guess housing wasn't like this is 200 years ago. It, <laughs> I mean, the house 200. itself does not look very big at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's sizable, but not like that. Yeah. Um, well, not in the home, just on the grounds. I was going to say the grounds. I mean, we're talking acreage, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much. Anyway, in February of 1862, so about a year later after the Civil War started, Union Army came in pursuit and took occupation of the property. So I don't know where the Confederates went, but they're not there now. Today, it is the site of the Octagon Hall Museum and the Kentucky Confederate Studies Archive. There are Civil War artifacts on display, along with Native American artifacts, a library, a genealogical and historical research and historical research material now i have a question because mm -hmm. when i was doing my research uh i was watching a lot of videos that's where pretty much all of my information comes from uh -huh. and there's a video where they're like you know panning the camera through the quote-unquote lobby area which is probably the dining area mm -hmm. and they have a sign that was printed out that says octagon hall plantation what is that well, I can't say I came across... And it was weird, because it's not like a sign that existed. It looked like they were promoting this paranormal site. They uh -huh. had it hanging in there, and it was like in green, oozy, dripping, creepy font, and it said Octagon Hall Plantation. I mean, I would hope that's not just a misunderstanding that it was used as a plantation, but strangely enough i started by telling you this was built for andrew jackson caldwell as his home mm -hmm. yet i couldn't find a ton of information on did he take over the home after the the civil war ended i don't know i didn't find a lot mm. um but my guess is just because of where kentucky stood and because the confederacy did uh was within the area uh i assume the union went back north after the war was over they didn't stay in kentucky so 
it may have been used as a plantation, I guess. It wouldn't surprise me if he had slaves. So even if it was just like around the house, not necessarily farming, but. Well, because no one ever called it that in any of the videos and it was never discussed like history wise there. I just happened to see it in passing. Well, if they are, if they have the, the archives there from the civil war, and genealogy and historical things, I would hope they didn't mislabel it as a plantation <laughs> and it wasn't actually a plantation. I don't know. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, here we go. Uh, the grounds are, all, oh, here we go. The grounds are also home to a cemetery for the enslaved laborers who once worked in the house and on its grounds. There we go. So they just had housekeepers, gardeners probably keep up the, appearance of the home and things like that i mean that makes sense um i'll talk about but yeah and, and they were people of color of course oh yes <laughs> i'm not <laughs> never doubting that at all yeah anyway it has the cemetery on the grounds for the people who worked in the house they are buried there so i if they're marked graves i guess they did that for them at least instead of just a, like a pit grave or something that I'm sure most of the most I people. I mean, at I the remember time. seeing a grave mm -hmm. and it did say, uh, un, it said flat out like unmarked, but it looked like it was for uh, soldiers that had. Um, yeah. Well, then, poop, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the Octagon Hall Garden is a historically accurate rendition from the period that you can view when in season. So if you go in there in the springtime, that's what it looked like in 1860s. Okay. Crazy. Wow. Wow. So I don't know if they're just planting the same flowers or if it's the same layout, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more, but I'm going to have to cut this part short just because it does go into some paranormal stuff and haunted history. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to grab a little bit more because... Again, I just couldn't find a ton on Andrew Jackson Caldwell. I probably could have tried to dig deeper, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, yeah. So this says that the structure was built in 1847. I don't know. Maybe it started construction in 47. Maybe. I don't know. And it said it took over 10 years. That would make more sense. Yeah. This is coming from KentuckyMonthly.com, mm -hmm. by the way. So yell at them if that is incorrect it's back door faces directly west while the front door faces directly east its windows are positioned to see all the countryside cute precious um now here's a quote from gosh darn it and i didn't write down who this is exactly but i think this is like a newspaper or something they're just interviewing somebody mm -hmm. they said there's a lot of mystique to it plus the octagon shape is probably one of the most revered shapes for the masonic lodge the octagon shape does quite a lot of things as far as deflecting the wind moving things off of it it also opens to all the breezes and how the house's position gives you a great view it wasn't meant to be a uh strategic place but it became very strategic during the civil war yeah so yeah. in 1862 union forces retook bowling green sending nearly 10,000 confederate soldiers on the run okay so that's why they said it franklin's really close to bowling green so that's why the confederates left the union ended up taking over bowling green mm -hmm. um 
Many of them, uh, let's see, the Confederates took off 10,000, many of them severely injured or near death. Most stopped at the Octagon Hall for one night before retreating into Tennessee. Union soldiers soon arrived and occupied the estate. However, Caldwell, who was a known Confederate sympathizer, I figured, was able to hide his soldiers in various inconspicuous spaces throughout the house thanks to those windows-turned-lookout posts. So it did become just like a giant turret mm-hmm. during the war. It, like, kind of looks like that. Yeah. And then I can't get into much more. I don't... I, I'll go ahead and read this one paragraph that kind of leads into the paranormal stuff. It doesn't give anything super... I mean, that's fine, because truthfully, mine is pretty much just experience. I didn't cover too much of, like, history. Okay. Well, it says, paranormal investigators believe that the soldiers who died on the property make up a number of the ghosts seen roaming the home's corridors as well as its grounds. The spirits of the Caldwell slaves also have been known to communicate with visitors. Um, If you... I can keep going and you can tell me to stop if you want. I just don't want to, like... Go, I mean, Step go on ahead. your toes. Go ahead. Another spirit making itself known is believed to be that of Mary Elizabeth Caldwell, the daughter of Andrew Caldwell and his first wife, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Young Mary died in 1851 after her dress caught fire in the basement kitchen. Does that not sound familiar? That does. And I did think about Whisper Estates when I read mm-hmm. that. I get, I'll give you that. Um, Gaunt who's the guy they're interviewing that or the person they're interviewing. It's their last name. Mm-hmm. I forgot to write down who that is. Um, said that there's debate over Mary's age at the time of death. Records indicate that she was seven while ghost hunters report hearing a little girl in the house say I'm 11. Now seven and 11, depending on how grainy that recording is true. She could have been saying I'm seven. Well, what's also funny is I feel like I ran across people saying they've gotten EVPs of the little girl, say, or like spirit boxes or something saying seven, but that that indicated it took her seven days to die, I believe. Like she didn't die instantly or something like that. But but then I heard that she did die instantly. Uh, It says records say she was seven. So I don't know. Maybe the... I would have to hear it myself, but they said that EVPs have picked up a little girl saying, I'm 11. But I don't know. Anyway, for Ford and her team, so now we've got somebody else, paranormal investigators. Mm -hmm. That basement kitchen was perhaps the creepiest area of all, saying, quote, I would not go back down in the basement because you could just feel it down there. It was spooky and creepy, and you felt an overwhelming sense of dread. They do say that that's like the most malevolent malevolent benevolent malevolent is angry okay malevolent malicious is yeah they do say that that's like one of the angriest places in the house oh okay uh aside from mary's communications gaunt said that folks have had have told him they hear friendly greetings from out of nowhere and even the occasional get out (laughs) which is so friendly (laughs) yeah like the uncommon in the Commonwealth group, other visitors have captured unexplained images while taking photos inside and outside the house. They said, we have over 6,000 images from people who have toured the hall during the day and captured spirit activity and photos. Some people bring recorders and some people bring ghost-related items. We allow that. <laughs> yeah. 
Expert ghost hunters and paranormal investigators conduct extensive research at Octagon Hall throughout the year. Goops, groups from around the world visit, including teams from television outlets such as Travel Channel, the AE Network, the Discovery Channel, and the History Channel. Uh For the curious, skeptical, and anyone in between, Octagon Hall Museum holds its annual Haunted Novice Ghost Hunts every Friday and Saturday night in October. So, perfect time right it is i believe it's like 75 dollars a person though depending on which tour i did i remember looking at it yeah there's Um, novice tours uh which is for people who kind of like what we ended up getting into at waverly yeah and then there's actual group investigative group tours yes it says they have seasoned paranormal investigators lead a limited number of people oh this is for the novice sorry lead people through the house and on the grounds in search of ghostly activity tickets are 50 dollars each for that they said the haunts are the hunts are the museum's biggest income generator of the year, and the money raised goes directly toward keeping Octagon Museum open. Uh, we're just a bunch of volunteers, and we don't get paid for anything. We enjoy it. It's a beautiful home, and we want to continue to have the history out there. And in addition to those, the novice ghost hunts, you can visit the museum Wednesday through Saturday year-round from 9 to 11 a.m. and then from 1 to 3 p.m. Okay, so they I was going to say lunch. that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long lunch. I want to work there. A $5 donation gets guests a brief introduction to the home's history and then they're on their own to explore the three-story house and its historical content. Honestly, for five bucks, I'd want that private tour. <laughs> right. Like to just go th- by myself. To check it out, yeah. Yeah. But that, I guess it didn't cover, I thought it got really detailed at some of that stuff but that's all i have as far as history goes that's fine i was wondering if you would cover because what's funny is i feel like a name that i came across a lot when i was doing my information never did come up in any of the experiences that i watched which was the name sue mundy and they have a picture of sue mundy up in one of the rooms above the fireplace sue mundy looks like a handsome woman, and there's a good oh. reason for that. It's because she was a Confederate soldier that was dressing up as a woman to be a spy. Uh, oh. And honestly, pretty convincing. Like, the portrait that they have of him as Sue, you would just... I, you wouldn't be like, wow, that five o'clock shadow. Like, he looked like a woman just like... If you didn't know any better, you'd be like, well, she's handsome. Like, I don't don't know how to explain it. So he had more feminine or delicate features, if you will. I hate saying that. I can't believe I just said delicate. Yeah, sort of. So he, his name, and I feel awful because I can't remember his real name, but his spirit is said to be there and he does not like being called Sue. Like, he... I mean, he was that spy, Mm -hmm. but apparently he gets angry when you refer to him as Sue. Oh, and I was like looking forward to possible experiences with that spirit. And that never really came up. Okay. Now I wonder, because they said they have people visit from all over the world and you may, you may tell us this in your, uh, your portion, but because it does have the history that it has as far as slavery and the Confederacy and things like that. Do mm-hmm. people use that as like taunts or something? Oh, or I'm sure they do. People I d- who I show up who maybe don't agree with that. 
Yeah, I did not come across that, but that was my immediate thought, is that I'm sure, I am sure people do that. Yeah. I was just curious if, like, someone like, I don't know, us were to walk in there, if they would, the ghost would immediately, the spirits, get out. Right. <laughs> Leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so there there was a Confederate soldier that was a spy, but for reasons I don't know, but mm-hmm. dressed up as a woman. That's... I- interesting i mean i guess i can't say that's never been done before but i'm surprised they would go to those links i know like what kind of information did you need that i don't know i don't know but okay so most i say most i keep saying most all of my information came (laughs) from youtube i just watched a lot of videos because truthfully there was not a ton on their website i there's a paranormal link and i was like "Ooh, i'm excited and then it was literally just links to book events okay they also had the pictures on there which i guess i could go ahead and do it now i sent you pictures you probably saw as you were talking let's see i didn't look at them but yeah so you'll want to look at the gray and white picture that i sent you first you'll zoom in like that one's pretty like what in the world yeah i almost to it's, me, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's weird. It's like when you take Polaroids and they get like super impo- Like you get the shadow of like one Polaroid on the next Polaroid, almost. Uh-huh. But it's a guy sitting in a wheelchair. Like he's, de- or you know, he. I think that's an actual person, or not like a mannequin or something. Well, no, because there are mannequins all over that place. They kept scaring <laughs> the crap out of me. Like they have staged. Se- Oh, that scared me. That was your child. <laughs> they have like staged scenes in every room with mannequins. Uh-huh. And to me, that's like very confusing because people could be like, oh my gosh, there's a there's a figure there and it's just a freaking mannequin. Yeah. But this to me looks like an actual person. Well, I don't know because there's no elevators or anything in his house. So if he's in a wheelchair, that's that was rough. Right. But there's a guy in a wheelchair next to a doorway. But in that doorway well, are two... What do you see? It looks, I mean, it's, to me, very clear. The guy in the wheelchair, first of all, there's a light near his hand, so it's almost like he's holding maybe an EMF or a voice recorder. To me, it looks like he's holding a little, like, uh, skinny, long mag light, and that's why it's reflecting off to the right. Or, it like, how our EMF has the light and the way he's holding it. it mm-hmm. could, just some, He's holding some device in his hand, so I think the guy in the wheelchair is real. Yeah. <laughs> but in the doorway, what I see is a couple. I see two people standing shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. One is almost a head taller than the other and maybe even has their hand out on the door handle like they've just opened the door. Yeah, it does. And doesn't it look like the person on the right? Maybe we're going with the binary here. Mm-hmm. A husband who's wearing like a hat and a cinched coat almost. And then the there's like a yeah. woman, a shorter woman who's turned a little bit inward toward him. Maybe has a low bun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting all this and it really, this isn't a very detailed picture, guys. It is, we'll post it, but it, it's like a, it's just a outline, but I'm getting all of that. Yeah. Right. And my brain could be filling in the blanks, honestly. It's okay. giving me a shape and I'm like, okay, well. So if you want to turn your phone sideways, because it shows up much better oh, let me. that way. I have my rotate lock on all the time. Oh, I never do. Okay, so now if you want to go to the next picture that I sent you. Uh Uh-huh. Cool picture, handful of people walking into the room. There are only two people walking in that room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
sir, what is happening behind his head? Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. Yeah. Like, I get, like, Billy Butcher. <laughs> I'm barely certain that's what's happening here, because actually, here's a little frustrating tidbit. There was zero description with these photos. But, like, to me, the first one, it is very obvious what you're supposed to be seeing is paranormal. Yeah. In this infrared photo, I'm assuming only two people are entering that room. That's my guess. Now, someone could say that the delay, there could have been a delay in the picture, and that's him. Like, as he took a step, it almost made, like, a, a it tail It looks like Walter White, though. <laughs> like, to the guy behind him, looks like Walter White. The guy in front is bald with... Okay, is he see, bald Walter or White is he was, wearing a hat? To me, it looks like the guy behind him is wearing a hat and has a very dark goatee. Mm-hmm. I see his, like, scary eye, downturned eye, and big open mouth, or maybe a beard. <laughs> oh, you're seeing, like, so he has, like, Neanderthal, like, yes. eyebrows. Ew, what is wrong with you? I was picturing that being the rim of a baseball hat, and then that's just the shadow of the hat underneath no, it. I think that's a weird bang cut, and then there's the white, and then his eye, which is downturned, kind of. Like a Neanderthal. <laughs> That's gross. And I don't just like, like that a one. big open mouth. What is wrong with you? I don't know. That, that to me was a goatee and a hat. <laughs> it could be a goatee, I guess. Well, point is, we'll post these pictures, but like those but, are, it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. So, well, I guess you wouldn't know what room they're in since there was no description. No, there was none. That's, I was like scrolling and tr- I was struggling. There was just no, that it was sucks. not overly helpful. And that was, that came from, the Octagon Hall Museum website. Okay. So. I think I saw where the pictures were, but I tried really hard not to look at them. I was like, oh, no, I want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, we've seen creepy stuff. It. I feel like if it would have told me what I was seeing, I would have been more creeped out because I would be sure that's what I was seeing. Yeah. But I can't be sure what I'm seeing. I, that's probably what it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't have posted them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I watched a handful of videos. Uh, I I actually ended up watching four, three of them, very quick descriptions, just I wanted to take note of them. The fourth one, we'll get to it. The first one came from a news station, NCTV. I don't okay. know if that's North Carolina TV. Uh, I don't know. But they ended under, they ended up interviewing Billy Bird, who is the one of the caretakers of the building. And he basically was like, I never really believed in ghosts until I started working here. He's like, it took maybe two weeks and I was a believer. Like, you hear stuff, you see stuff, you feel stuff. You Like, literally everything, your little para, para, sorry, paranormal heart <laughs> desires, uh-huh. it's in there. And he's like, I, I can't not believe it now. Mm-hmm. And this was just a quick video. So, because I ended up watching other videos where it talked about stuff that Billy had, uh, you know, experienced. And I'm like, you could have talked about that. You could have said, this is why I'm a believer, but you didn't. Yeah. Sorry, I'm also gaseous. I keep burping. Oh, no. It's really gross. We didn't tell people we were gaseous, did we? I think that was in our first cut. <laughs> oh, we might have. We were, we were uh, practicing. Thanks for giving us away. <laughs> Oops, we were practicing recording before this. And I like, I low-key, I did like throw it from my mouth a little bit earlier, but I didn't say anything. I was really brave about it. So. Oh, yuck. Well, <laughs> yes, guys, we're gashes. It's the coffee. I made us coffee. Man, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, 
there's not much to there's not much in this video except as I was looking through comments someone commented and said specifically they're like at seven minutes and 40 seconds you can hear a spirit respond to this interview of like basically they were asking it's when they transition from just history to paranormal and they're like so do you think this place is haunted Billy starts to go well uh, and I don't know if you heard that Mm -hmm. but like his voice started doing the like he's trying to decide form an answer yeah and someone's like you can hear the spirit respond to him and like it is literally his guttural uncertain throat like he goes well uh and they're like that's a spirit and what annoyed me was the person was like as an australian paranormal researcher i think blah 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 like the person who said that's a spirit responding Uh uh-huh that's you're ruining it for everybody. You're making us look stupid. I'm right. sorry, Quit. but like, if you're actually a paranormal researcher, you would be better at debunking something so obvious. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, the guy is using like a microphone that we're using right now, basically, just an omnidirectional microphone. Okay. He'll hold it up to him, ask a question, hold it up to Billy, have him talk. But as he's talking, he'll say, so do you think this place is haunted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when the when the microphone is not in front of his face, uh huh. So you hear his responses in the background. Yeah. So literally, there was no reason to be like the spirits responded, like because they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I was annoyed about that. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Don't sit here and say you're a paranormal researcher when you say stupid stuff like that. Right. Gives us a bad look. That's yes. why no one takes us seriously. Right. So the second video that I watched was a, a group called uh clarksville ghost hunters and this was on a um what do you call it news state yeah channel uh called tennessee crossroads okay so which makes sense because nashville is so close and so they're out of i think clarksville tennessee i know of so yes so it's funny but uh the guy who ended up heading the paranormal group for the clarksville is billy's brother barry Oh, Billy and Barry. (laughs) Well, because I thought they said Larry Bird at first. I said, come again. (laughs) And I like wrote it in my notes, but turns out it's Barry. And they're like, actually, the brother of Billy. And I said, that makes sense. (laughs) But I mean, either way, still, uh, it was a quick video, but they talked about how they got EVPs, um, two of them, really, that they're in Mary Elizabeth's room, the little girl that ended up dying because her dress caught on fire. And you hear a very quiet they gave like zero context this this video was like six minutes long and they're trying to show me evidence with no investigation and it's very hard Uh uh-huh but they were really clear evps and he said they were in her room and you can hear when nobody's talking kind of off in the hallway or something you hear what sounds like he's like it sounded like my five-year-old niece asking can you play with me oh like it was a very it sounded like what i pictured is a little girl waking up Here's that people have been laughing and like hooting and hollering in the other room and they're like, I went in on this action, but they've just been napping. So she comes and rubs her eyes and you just hear, can you play with me? Like in the other room, like, oh, but it's like much lower, like a little girl that just woke up from a nap. Yeah. And is asking, hey, you want to play with me? Huh? So and it's pretty clear. But what's even clearer is I think, again, once they're getting ready to leave the room, you hear what sounds very much like your little niece say, uh, ready daddy before they leave. But it's very high pitched. Like she's excited to go somewhere. Oh, so goodness. Yeah. 
little creepy, very quick video. I was like, that that's a bummer because that was cool evidence, but no context. Yeah. Uh, there was another... Let's see. Oh, there was another video where I, this wasn't the actual, the original poster, but someone like reposted. So I have no idea what the news station is, what the source is, any names, but the person who posted the video was Armando Morales. So, and it only had like 160 views and four likes or something like that. (laughs) Um, But it was all the same basic information, but new evidence of an evp that was caught and this was the one that billy was there for Mm -hmm. and they said something about they were asking do they take good care of you here and it was creep what i'm gonna sneeze oh don't sneeze i'm trying to hold it in go on oh no it's okay like billy was there so he could attest to this they asked do they take good care of you here and there's like a moment's pause and then you just hear yeah like he just he grumbles he's like yeah oh good yeah and it sounds like so sarcastic too uh-huh um oh so if it was i mean who, who were they asking when they asked that question Did they not say? a ton of context again this was literally like a two-minute video okay so if you had one of the enslaved people answering that question and it sounded sarcastic like yeah sure yeah i said i said they when they asked it, there was a slight pause and then a loud, slowly drawn out. They It said yes, but I didn't hear an S. It just heard like a yeah to me. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Mm-hmm. And so finally, the big group that I watched, and this was a whole, this was a whole to do, was this group on YouTube called The Haunted Side. Mm-hmm. And really, I was not looking for them. No offense. I was looking for the paranormal side. I couldn't find them. Like, there was a post on Facebook, and they're like, we have a full YouTube video if you want to check out the paranormal side on our YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find them. Even when I just searched the paranormal side, I kept getting the haunted side. And no, they're not the same thing, and they didn't change their name. Okay. <laughs> because that post was from not even a month ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, or, whatever the time frames were, uh, the haunted side. The video that I found was posted five months ago. Oh, okay. and the paranormal side also posted within the last few months, and they're they're very different. I clicked on the link, and their Facebook page is the paranormal side. So this is not them. I couldn't find them. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. But that's okay because the haunted side had at least a two part episode that each part was forty five minutes long, and actually at the end of part two it said to be continued again. But I couldn't find a third video. Oh. I was like, all right, this is a lot. Uh, but I I feel like I haven't talked a ton yet, have I? Oh. I've, dang, maybe a little bit. But Time um, flies. Well, because I have a lot of information on this one. I will try to get through it the best I can. I tried to highlight just like the most notable ex- experience, um, evidence that they found. Okay. Because like... Good news is they found a lot, like a lot. Neat. Okay, so the video starts and he's literally just explaining what the building is, like how long it's been here. He's giving the intro to this episode. You make it five seconds in and you hear, uh, where's it? Oh, footsteps. You hear like audible shifting and moving around in the room next to them. And he's like, 
we just started the video. Like, are you good? And he keep then he tries to continue on to the explanation of the of the building, and then you hear footsteps coming towards them from that same direction. Mm-mm. And he literally he stopped. He's like, didn't even finish the intro. He's like, we're just gonna start because I can't even talk right now. Dang. And sorry, I'm like breathing heavy. Hello. <laughs> Take a breath. Gosh darn. All that is that cottage cheese I eat before this. <laughs> did I mention I ate? Co- yeah, we said we had iced coffee and cottage yeah, cheese because we're we disgusting. Well, I had the cottage cheese. And you shared none with me. It was a little cup of cottage <laughs> cheese and it had pineapple in Truthfully, it. Truthfully, I thought you were eating sour cream straight from the container. <laughs> I mean, I do really like sour cream, so that is always a possibility. Oh, God. Anyway, so. Quick highlights, they're walking through, they're hearing dragging, they're hearing footsteps, and then as they're asking about, they're talking about the history like it was used for Confederate soldiers, blah, 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 they hear a knock on the wall, and they turn around, and so this is a museum, it's set up like a museum, very much like Whisper Estates, where everything is in glass cases and walled off, Mm -hmm. and uh, where the knocking came from when they turned around, it was where one of the... It's where we're, it's where they had cut a hole in one of the walls to hide the Confederate soldiers. Oh. And it creeped me out even more because when he turned to see where the knocking came from, remember in Old Jail Inn in the drunk tank where they had that glass piece where you could see the plexiglass where you yes. could see in but you couldn't get in? Yeah. They had that with the wall open and a mannequin inside so you could see where the Confederate oh. soldier hid. So they hear a knock, turn around, and it's where the mannequin is sitting in the hole in the wall. Oh, gross. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So we don't like that. Uh, And he started to explain, oh, like, this is where they hid the Confederate soldiers. And as he's giving an explanation of the, like, what they did with these holes in the wall, you just hear a voice other than the two of them go, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, just, like, he's agreeing, like, yeah. Agreeing? Oh, no. (laughs) And this was in, I think, uh, the first three minutes of the video. What in the world? Uh-huh. How far? We need to maybe take a trip. I, I don't. Well, I mean, if it's near, I don't know. My guess is like five hours, but that's a guess. That's yeah, like 100% depend. guess. Well, if it's near Nashville. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how far Nashville is. Bowling Green. I'll have to look. I, I don't know. know. We'll look it up. Maybe we've gone to Kentucky a few times. What's another time? <laughs> right. So the whole time they're doing this, they have an ovalus on them as well. And which is basically, it's like our ghost tube. So it's spouting out words that aren't always necessarily relevant to the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does say at one point, the ovalist says bell. Okay. And, beti- and he starts to explain like, oh, there's like the bell is of some paranormal significance because they've hung a bell on i believe one of the handles of the bedrooms upstairs probably mary elizabeth's Mm -hmm. so in the time i don't even think there is like three to five seconds of delay the ovalist says bell and then he goes oh that's actually really important because and then like on theater cue you hear like a ding upstairs and the bell goes off Mm -mm. like five (laughs) seconds after the ovalist says bell oh my (laughs) and they, I mean, I would have lost it. So that would have creeped the crap out of me. Well, that kind of happened to us at Whisper Estates. Yeah. And what was it? I can't remember exactly what. It uh, sounded like a coin or something. What was it we heard? I don't remember. Yeah. It was the beach ball. 
Yes, yeah. When we were upstairs, we were talking about something in the, the, um, the, uh, what's that room called? Dang it. It was the Oculus room. Ooh, yeah. And then the beach ball fell while we were talking about it. Ugh, I'm getting Is the Oculus room above that bedroom? I don't. I'm trying to think of the layout now. It might be. Mm, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, we would have to go again. I can't remember. Well, because it's the portal is on the first floor mm-hmm. and it said it went straight up into the Oculus room. And so what is, that would be near uh, the closet of that room. N- mm. No, I don't think so. I think it was that back. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? Point is, so buildings like on cue, that's the stuff you wish for in a paranormal investigation. Uh-huh. I so here's but here's what I had to say on this. What kind of sucks about at this point in time when the bell goes off is I've already noticed in the video that there's there's two investigators in this group and truthfully there was no like introductory period to to introduce the two of them. I don't know their names. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to keep very clear who is who, but I don't have names for them. Um they keep stepping on each other's toes like a lot when it comes to speaking and asking questions and listening and paying attention and that can get super confusing super fast yeah and like i i understand that ghost tube ovelis whatever can say words that aren't really relevant and you tend to like glaze over them and talk over them as it's going but while the investigator that was holding the device that said bell was trying to explain to the other guy like hey it said bell and the bell just went off the other guy is still just, like, asking questions to the spirits in the room. Like, he has his back to him, and he hasn't stopped talking this whole time. And that... he started freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, did you hear? He's like, I have full body chills. He turns around after he finishes his question, even after that. He's like, what? He's like, did you hear the ovulus? Did you hear the bell? He's like, no, what happened? What? Oh, God. That kind of reminds me of, we've got an experience for everything, um, the Miram livery. The two guys, when we first saw the connect, they, I understand they're seasoned paranormal investigators. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've been doing it for a long time on and off, obviously not as like a full-time job or something that we've given ourselves a name, but we do, we've ghost hunted for a long time and they had set up the connect and the ghost tube and talked right over that stuff. And we're like, what did it just say? Because the first thing when we entered that building, we went with our friend Ashley and the um, ghost tube said Ashley's name. And then it said, where Ashley? And they talked right over that. And then Mm -hmm. it said my name. And we're like, hey, it's saying relevant stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's this thing over here. And they even (laughs) said, they're like, wow, this is the most active it's been all night. It hasn't talked this much with anybody else. Anyway, if you check out this room and if you want to go upstairs and check out the blah, blah, blah. And they did. They did talk a lot. Yeah. And it kind of bummed me out. Because it was like old news to them. Mm -hmm. And that was literally our first experience with Connect and with Ghost Tube. And it was really cool. When it freaking said higher. And I lifted the connect and it showed. Listen, go listen to our Miram episode because I'm now recalling some things that we ran across. Yeah. So I forgot about that. People talking over people. Yeah, it's. We're back. It's it's a what's the word? It's going to continue. So 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have an understanding. I feel like it's usually me, you and Maddie and maybe John. Sometimes we'll take another person and we all have an understanding. Like you get in a rhythm who's of how gonna everybody ask works. questions. Who's going to do that? Like we establish roles before we begin. And it seems like they are an established group. But this guy just like. Oh, I'll just keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And sorry, it's going to seem like I'm like jumping from thing to thing to thing. I was eventually just kind of like, I don't want to say skimming through this, but I promise you like every 10 seconds something was happening. So like if it sounds like I'm jumping from random thought to random thought, I sort of am, but I'm just trying to walk with them through the house. Mm -hmm. So now we jump to they started heading up the stairs and explained that they had a REM pod sitting on the stairs to capture movement. If you don't know what a REM pod is, it captures electromagnetic field changes near it. Like, But you have to be right next to it. Mm-hmm. Like, You have to touch it in order for it to go off to make its little bell sound. Yeah. And so then it can tell if like a spirit is right next to it or even touches it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire time, pretty, pretty frequently, there have been random noises movements, like I said, like all on the... Ba- to the point where they're just like, do you hear that? Anyway, let's move. And it's yeah. just happening every 10 seconds. Uh, when they get up to the stairs, uh, one of the investigators starts complaining about the pressure in his head. And as they're looking at Mary Elizabeth's... Be- they're upstairs now. They go to Mary Elizabeth's room. They're looking at her bed, and he's like, I've got a really bad pressure in my head. And then they hear a metal scraping sound under the bed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> But with this, I don't know if I believe it. And here is why. Uh, They look under the bed to see what made the sound. And there's basically like an extension bar. Like when you extend the frame of the bed under the bar, right at the edge of underneath the bed, right next to where the investigator was standing. He could have very easily hit it with his foot. Yeah. Now, of course, he claims... That he did not touch it. He knows he didn't touch it. And the other guy's like, okay, I'm going to chalk that up to like a maybe. Okay. Um, So even he's not convinced. (laughs) Yeah. I said there wasn't a strong possibility. There are sorry. There was a very strong possibility that he did kick the metal, but he said he was sure that he did not. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there was a knock as he was standing up from under the bed. And I will say at this point (laughs) that. Like I said, I've said there's been so many. I'm just grazing through at this point because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that 85%, that's my rough estimate, of the sounds, the anything that's gone on now, the the one who heard the bell, the investigator who heard the bell, is the one who has said, like, did you hear that? Did you see that? Do you feel that? Do you, like, every 85, 90% of it, the other guy is like, no, I didn't hear anything. No. And it's like sometimes it's not even when he's talking like one person is hearing and seeing and feeling everything. And the other's like, "Mm, I didn't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. Can you see the other person who's not feeling any or hearing anything? Yes, they both have cameras and they very regularly swap between views to see the different point of views. Any headphones or headgear at all? No. Okay. But the other thing... The other thing that I find weird about the one guy hearing everything and I want, I'm like, should I be skeptical of him? Because I feel like he's the person that every little noise, he's like, oh my God, a ghost. But the other guy is missing everything. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would be skeptical, except almost everything that he's like, did you hear that? 
you hear it in real time on the camcorder. You heard the bell. You hear the breathing. You hear uh-huh. the, the scraping of the floor and the footsteps. And, like, I can hear them even without the prompts, even without the captions. Uh-huh. And that guy's like, I don't hear anything. Well, it makes me wonder then if that if that guy is causing the noises and maybe that's why he's not surprised by them, but he's also not saying, Oh, I accidentally drug my foot or I bumped into the wall or there are a couple instances where I wonder if it was them and they just didn't want to own up to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this, the guy who's not hearing anything is very stoic. Like he seems like the type, like they also would accidentally kick things, step on things and say, that was me. He wouldn't even say that was you. Like, He would call out the noises, so it was just odd to me. Like, this place is so active, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, either somebody's lying, or (laughs) this is, like, the most active place I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyway, they are doing an EVP session in the bedroom, and, sorry, it notes talking in the video, and one of them hears (sighs) poop, sorry, it's the guy that's making me skeptical. Like, they're taking the EVP, and then it notates at the bottom of the screen that there's talking. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's been hearing everything was like, oh my god, did you hear that? Of course, our other friend, no, I didn't. He's mm-hmm. like, I heard talking, and then I heard singing. And nowhere did it denote that there was singing. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, maybe, because obviously the captions have been put in later, so he could they could have like put a note that said you know dismissed singing or something but maybe in the moment maybe, he thought he heard but like, it like the guy jumped like it made him jump and he's like oh my god did you hear that and the guy on the other side of the bed didn't move a muscle like whatever startled this guy so much that he stood up the other guy was like i didn't hear anything that's so weird no it it, it is it's so polarized it was kind of getting frustrating if, if i'm being honest uh anyway They move on to what was once used as a sick room during the war, and it's just more of the same, more humming, more breathing. The investigator that's been hearing everything up until this point notates that he he eventually does say, he's like, I've been hearing a disproportionate amount of things. Like, I don't understand. Um... And the other guy still is just not hearing much. There, he does hear some things and see some things. Even the other guy doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's just so disproportionate at this point. Yeah. And it's hard, so it's hard to say, like, who I do or do not believe if either of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I So obviously at this point, this, this is getting kind of like dreary because I am feeling very skeptical in the video at this point. I was like, why is this so one-sided? But they're... Let me just read what I have written. I'm starting to feel a little skeptical about all the noises. They both have, uh, they both do, what in the world? These are your notes. Yeah, well, Um. I was doing speak to text and it does not hear me very well sometimes. But they both do at the same time hear footsteps. So it's kind of like how my house is set up. There's two bedrooms and a little bitty hallway in between. Mm -hmm. They both stop talking at the same time and they're like, did you hear the footsteps? And there's, like, footsteps in that little hallway. So they walk out to go check out what was happening. And, like, when they walk in the hallway, the floor makes the same sound that they heard. And they're like, so it was footsteps that made this. It's the wood creaking thing. Yeah. And as they're discussing what could have possibly, you know, made the footstep sounds because there was clearly nothing in the hallway, uh something really like they're talking sort of whispering to each other 
something it sounds like someone threw something on the floor right behind them like it was very loud they both freaked out they had to you know bleep out a lot because some choice words were thrown out Uh uh-huh one of the guys like jumps backwards and falls into a thing of chairs and the chairs fall he's like that one was me that was me (laughs) and um what it was is they finally find a piece of wood that was almost wedged there's a tiny space like this big between Mm -hmm. the wall and a chest where a dowel rod was sitting and Uh that's what because when they picked it up it made the same exact scraping sound and fall okay but it fell where it fell there were cobwebs all in that corner that were untouched oh like uh, it was dirty and dusty in that corner and nothing was like altered but that is what fell huh because i mean the sound was exactly the same interesting so i don't understand how none of the stuff around it got messed up but that was the first thing that was like okay that that one was weird because it wasn't near them at all right uh they head to the basement and this is where it's supposed to be like you know the bad stuff they hear like a soft they hear soft bangs again with like just the little sounds that they've been hearing the whole time and I'm sorry, I'm like trying to skim now because I know this is a lot. I've still got a little bit to go. Uh, They're in this, oh gosh, here. So they're in this room that more of the same is going on, but nothing like earth shattering. And they're like, all right, we're going to move on to the next room. And as they're starting to walk out, one of the guys turns around and calmly is just like, did you do that? And the camera pans and there's a big spinning wheel, like a sewing spinning wheel. Mm -hmm. Spinning. Mm. <laughs> and now here's it's the guy who hasn't heard anything all night that he's like he sound i think he was so certain the other guy did it he's like did you do that mm-hmm. and the guy who's been seeing everything all night was turned around he went no and he's just like you didn't spin that you didn't touch that he's like i i didn't he's like i wasn't near that i didn't touch it and oh. it's weird because it like spins a full circle and then stops and it's almost like it's weighted and it just kind of like eventually comes to a a halt a halt yeah um but here's which i was expecting like that would if we saw that if we were in a room and turned around in a spinning wheel spinning what would you do i would literally oh my god i say that i I would probably do the same thing honestly as them i would my logical brain would want an explanation be like, be like you did that you spun that didn't you but i also know us and know we wouldn't do that mm-hmm. without saying like oh i wonder if this spins <laughs> like we would have uh-huh. announced it so i probably would have screamed <laughs> so the guy who honest. has been jumping and freaking out at every little thing all night turns around sees the spinning wheel and goes i didn't do that like who's been weird all night uh-huh and he's like, maybe it's like weighted. Maybe you, when you walk past it and he's like walking past it and kind of like nothing when he gets near it is moving. It's not like weight shifted. You had to physically touch it to move it. Mm-hmm. And he, there's a reason why I'm not like freaking out about it because the guy who's been freaking out all night, they're like trying to debunk it, trying to figure out why it did it. They couldn't figure it out. And he just went, well, that's bizarre. Just like that. No. Which to me... I'm not trying to be a butthole. I I know I'm starting to sound like a butthole, but I'm not trying to be. It seems 
his response of, well, that's bizarre. Or Because the other thing is, while the guy was like, it wasn't moving when we were over there, and then we turned around, it's spinning. Like, while he's trying to explain this, the guy that was like, that was bizarre, like, hold his head. He's like, man, my head's hurting pretty bad right now. Uh-huh. As he's trying to explain, like, hey, the wheel is spinning. Can we focus? Mm-hmm. It feels like a deflection to me. Like, he may have walked past it and caught it. it. And he knew that he caught it. And in his in the back of his mind, he knew he remembered hitting something when he walked past. Uh-huh. But, like, didn't want to say it. Because how are you going to freak out about every little scrape and bump all night? And then when a wheel is spinning in front of your face, he goes, well, that's bizarre. I, and I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and give him the benefit of the, the doubt. Like, it was the scariest thing I'd seen the whole time, if it's real. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, man, that's a weird one. Well... I don't know if you would almost have to watch some of their utter, utter other <laughs> videos and see what his demeanor normally is, because maybe something about him was off that night. Again, I'm just trying to play both sides here. Right. It just felt uh, weird to me. It felt yeah. bizarre to me that that was the response after everything else all night. I would want to see him in other investigations, and if he acts the same in all of them, then... We'll go ahead and write that one off, but I don't know. So I'll be honest, they walk around more of the house. They do more of the same after that. They go back up to Mary Elizabeth's room. They do an EVP session with Connect. They're seeing some like Connect figures around. Um, nothing super crazy. I know to me it's not crazy. Like check mm-hmm. out Connect stuff if you haven't seen it. But like every now and then they'll see figures and hear things and mm-hmm. whatever Th- there were a lot of times where they jumped in like did you see that one thing i didn't like is he was like i'm certain i just saw like one guy freaked out jumped and he's like hold on a second hold on a second and the other guy's getting annoyed he's like i am holding on tell me what you saw mm-hmm. like you can hear him getting angry and it's the guy who has been like i don't hear anything all night that's getting angry uh-huh Maybe they had a fight before the investigation. They must have, because it was starting to get awkward. Uh Uh, And he's like, just tell me what you saw. Quit saying, hold on. And he's like, I swear, when I turned and looked down this hallway, I saw, like, if this is the wall here, I saw what looked like a little pale face, just, like, about this low, just standing and staring in the, which would be creepy. Yeah. But when he literally, when he uses his hand to outline where he saw the face, he even makes this shape. He's like, I saw a head... Right here, kind of a half moon shape where the doorway is. Mm-hmm. It is right where the white doorknob to the door is. Oh, uh, well. And it's, I'm feeling weird about, I'm like, it's like he did it on purpose. When he does this and the camera comes back, there's a doorknob on that door that is a white handle. And he yeah, said he saw so- a pale white face, half moon. Okay, yeah, that seems like that your one, brain is filling in blanks that aren't he there. He was. It was starting to get kind of, I don't know. But here's one. Here's something that you can't make up. Now, I think tensions feel weird and high. They're in Mary Elizabeth's room. They do an EVP session. Don't get anything super, you know, damning or anything like that. And they, like, gather up their stuff and they're like, okay, we're going to leave the room now. Did you want to say anything else? And I keep wanting to draw. I'm a very visual, hands-on person. Yes. <laughs> um, they're kind of as far apart as me and you are. Uh-huh. You just hear, like, what sounds like another piece of wood hit really hard on the ground. It doesn't even bounce and roll. It just goes, like, boop, boop, and then stops. And the cameras both immediately look down, and there is a little toy block in between the two of them. 
And if you look, (laughs) it's like the toy block. So up until this point, it's been awkward. It's been tense. You kind of don't believe some of the stuff that's going on. They both jump, look down, and there is a a block from Mary Elizabeth's name. They had Mary Elizabeth spelled out in blocks on her dresser. Uh And the Y from Mary fell in about five feet. It would be kind of where the piano is in here. Uh Uh-huh. And fell right in between them. Oh. And they said, they're in her room, and they said, is there anything else you want to say? And the Y from her name flew off the t- flew off the desk and in between them. <laughs> Why? And it didn't even, like, roll like a dice. You just hear it, like, do a solid tink, tink, and stop. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, that is a question. Why? That's what I'm saying. Not only what it was sort of a question from Mary Elizabeth's name spelled out in wooden blocks. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That one, I verwound it and i played it and i looked back over it and they're they're both just standing about as still as we're sitting right now when it happens and it is not within arm's reach of either of them Hmm. so and i mean you've seen them walk through the room there was nothing on the floor yeah because they've been quick to notate you know every little thing that they see and hear yeah uh so that was kind of messed up they pack up their stuff they go downstairs and actually one of them is like i'm gonna keep the camera rolling they turn on the lights they're like talking about how they're going to upload their stuff. They go to upload the EVP session with Mary Elizabeth. It is corrupt. There's no, When they play it back, it's silent. There's no sound. Not even them talking? It said, the file said it was corrupt. Oh, wow. <laughs> so mm. they're like, well, that's really frustrating and weird, so we're going to try to do one more session with Mary. And they go upstairs and run another EVP session with her. Now... They are on the same sides of the bed as they've been, like, the entire time for some reason, including the guy who's been hearing everything all night is on the same side of the bed where that metal bar was Mm -hmm. that he may or may not have hit the first time. Yeah. It happens again while he is standing next to the bed. And the guy that is on the other side of the bed, he's kneeling down talking to Mary like, he's kneeling next to the bed talking to her. Uh-huh. And actually, it's kind of awkward because even before that happens, the other guy tries to sit on the bed. And they didn't cut any of this. The other guy tries to sit on the bed. He's like, don't don't sit on the bed. We can't sit on the bed. He's like, I just want to sit and talk to her. He's like, they said we couldn't sit on the bed. I was oh. like, this is weird. <laughs> and also, so he like, what? Go ahead. Well, if they are being so, they should put this in the description. If that is not normal behavior from them, if something in the house was making them behave that way towards each other or I changing. Mean, like I said, this was a lot of video to go through. So I'm sorry. I'm like, I've actually skipped a lot more than I anticipated. So I'm sorry. It's still a lot. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, but it's good stuff. Yeah. That's, I'm highlighting the good stuff at least. So. You're probably wondering, like, why I'm highlighting him kicking this bar and them having their little spat once again. Uh-huh. Because he's, like, kneeling on the bed, and you see his head, the, the skeptical guy, I guess we'll call him, you see his head drop, and the guy who's been hearing everything all, he's like, oh my god, did you hear that? And he, his head dropped, he went, that was you. And he was like, that wasn't me. My, He's like, you kicked it, you're standing right there. And they're, like, having an argument on the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's like, I didn't. And so he, he even goes as far as he replays that clip and you see him adjust his feet. And there's like, a, I keep saying three to five seconds, but it is assault. Like he's already adjusted. He stops. 
and then it moves. And he's not moving a muscle. Uh-huh. The first time he was moving when it happened. And I don't... Also, the bar was a little further under the bed this time, but I actually believe that he did not kick the bar that time. And it makes me wonder if he didn't kick it the first time. And maybe that's why the guy was so annoyed because all night it's, did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you hear that? And so he's fine. They're obviously fed up at this point because they keep arguing. Yeah, He straight up was like, that was you. You kicked it. And he's like, I did not kick it. I promise you. And sure enough, he plays back the video and he had already had his feet planted and set because he already told him get up off the bed. Mm -hmm. So he got off the bed, stood up, adjusted his feet. And then midway through the question, after he is standing still, then the bar moves. Okay. Well, yeah, I would like to know if they mention anything about that being odd behavior, like they don't normally argue. I want to watch some of their other videos just for continuity. I mean, it looks like they've done a lot of places, so there's plenty to watch. Mm -hmm. And there was a to be continued on the end of that video. I never found a follow up. I mean, like maybe it's there. I couldn't I didn't dig very much because I had already watched two hours between the rewinding and pausing and checking it out of video it's a lot right but point is if all of this is true it's like the most activity i've ever seen out of a haunted location like they couldn't even just say we're starting our investigation without noises happening yeah so that is that's what i got in like a a small nutshell compared to what they actually covered well i would like to go. <laughs> uh, the block thing, the spinning wheel, like uh-huh. those two, I w- like it seemed like it was getting very dull and weird and tense. And then that block fell and suddenly the whole vibe changed. Hmm. So I don't cool know. Cool stuff. I want to check it out now. I am curious as to how far it is. And I mean, there's mannequins everywhere. If you don't like mannequins, look out. I don't like mannequins. I not in that setting. No, thanks. Right. Anyway, well, that was fun. Yeah, that's... I think having the light off set the vibe, too, because it's now dark outside. I know, we talked so much. This is actually one of our longer ones. None of our none of the episodes are, like, super long or super short, but this has been a little longer than some of our other ones, so there I, you go. There was a lot to cover, and maybe we didn't have to cover some of the stuff that I covered, but it's okay. <laughs> and I could have probably... I don't know. I already glazed as Let's much as I could. Let's not critique ourselves in yeah. our episode. You know what? We <laughs> Let's all not make a- it awkward and tense. Shut up, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a little education and we all need a little spooky in our lives. So we've done and that. And you got both. We've done that for you in this segment. <laughs> yeah. Man. That is Octagon Hall Museum in Franklin, Franklin Kentucky. Kentucky. Hmm. <sighs> that was a good I like again, how to take a breath. Yeah. Again, here we go. The Midwest just killing it. <laughs> Right? The Midwest is... What? Next week... Oh, I got scared. No, no, no. If we're in Kentucky... uh, Ooh, are we in Louisiana next week? I believe so. I'm so sorry. We're awful. For all of you that learned the state (laughs) song like in kindergarten, I never learned that. Sorry. so bad at it. I know. I don't know. (laughs) There's not another K. It's just Kansas, Kentucky. I think Um, it's got to be Louisiana. It is Louisiana. Yep. Ooh. I don't want to get my hopes up, but that's got to be a good one. I There's so many places to pick mm-hmm. from. It's going to be really hard to just do one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one might be interesting in the way of, like, history and um, oh, yeah. background. Mm-hmm. 
I've already started looking into some places. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah. That. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. We'll go ahead and wrap it up then. And maybe we'll eat Jay Gumbos in in light of the episode. Oh yeah. If you really want us to be gaseous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what equivalent of Jay Gumbo. It's just Cajun. It's Cajun cuisine. Yeah. I don't know if Yats is a uh, is uh out of Indiana, but it's like a Yats. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'll, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to, but oh, now I want Jay Gumbos and I know I can't have it and I am sad. I'm sorry. Maybe All right. tomorrow. I'll go ahead and end this so we can eat more cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Man. Thanks, truck. The Midwest, am I right? <laughs> All right, we're out of here. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We, and the algorithms, will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.